What's up, everybody? My name is Chanel Long, but I call myself Lamaria. I will tell you the reason why I call myself Lamaria. Even though it's my middle name, there's still a reason why. Um, That's my social media name. I'm on all platforms. And so today is my very first podcast. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a snippet of my life. Um, And that's going to be all over the place. I will say that because this is just uh, what I'm doing. But I will say, and like they always say, can't nobody tell your story like you. So I'm going to tell it and I'm going to be very transparent. I disclaimer, I'm not bashing anyone. I'm not doing any of that. I'm just speaking my truth. And that's what I'm here to do. If you haven't heard my podcast um, that I was doing at the, the previous radio station where I was, my motto is speak your peace and keep it brief. So that's what I'm doing. I'm going to be real brief with this, but I'm also going to speak my piece. And, you know, some people are like, it may ruffle a little feathers. And some people are like, hey, y'all, that's what's up, dog. Like, you you really helped me out with this. And this is, this is how I am. I am very upbeat. For a long time, I wasn't upbeat because I was dealing with myself. I was dealing with depression. I was dealing with all of that. And I know how sometimes people make up stories, but I, I'm not here to make up no story. Like, that that ain't me. I'm, I'm sorry. That, 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 that's not me. So, um, here we go. I'm going to deal with everything. I'm going to talk about everything from the church aspect, from everything. All right? So here we go. Like I said, my name is Chanel. The reason why I call myself Lamar is because Chanel was that person that was, that was the dark side of myself. All right. So that was the dark side of me. Lamar is like the redemption person, like the, um, um, the metamorphosis of myself, like transforming into who I am and who God, God has called me to be and the things that he have has placed with inside of me and my gifts that he has given me. So, and I, I'm taking along with that journey. I mean, Chanel was going on with the journey with those things as well, but you know, it was a, it was a fight and it still is a fight. So, uh, I am a charlatine and Charlotte Charlotte, you know, whoever listened to this that's outside of North Carolina, that this is where I am from. Um, I have always loved to talk. Um, I've always said, and I'm claiming it now, that I will be like on the view because I've always said it. You know, roundtable discussions and things like that where I, you know, I can speak um, and we can have like a, a, a beautiful debate. You know, or I'm just talking amongst other people, just myself. Um, acting is my baby. Acting is my baby. Uh, modeling was my baby as well. I'm getting, you know, I everything is coming back together slowly but surely. But I do know that God had to take me through a detour. And it, it was one of the things like, hey, if you can do it yourself and you can recognize your wrongs and your wrongdoings and that negative all that negative stuff that you have inside of you 
when you can, you know, regurgitate that up, and I'm not talking about, like, physically, I'm talking, like, mentally let that go, you know, I will start putting puzzle pieces together, and that's what he's doing inside of me as we speak, and I am loving it. So, um, at my father always told this story, if you went to my church, and if you still go to the church, he always said that when he told the story as of where I died, twice I had the... What was it? The disease called sudden infant death, which was called SIDS. Um, and sudden infant, sudden infant death syndrome, I believe. Yeah, that's what it's called. And correct me if I'm wrong. Y'all let me know. But that's what it was. That's what it was called. And that's what it still is called. Um, and so I died twice. And that's when the baby stopped breathing and falling off at the mouth. And the baby would turn blue and it'd be real stiff. You know, like gone, dead, no oxygen. And so, um, that happened to me twice and I came back to life and 28 years later, I am still here. And so I knew that the enemy was trying to mess with me then because he knew that I was going to, I am going to be, and I am this phenomenal person, um, that reaches people all across the globe, all across the world. Like he just knew that about me. He knew that I was going to be an impact to the black and not only the black community but like I said nationwide worldwide you know he already knew that about me and so um that came about and you know as I was younger I was talking to my great speaker with my grandmother the uh was it last week when I went last Sunday I went to go see her shout out to uh Eunice all right you know Eunice is the one she was like you know you, you look she, look, and Henrietta Capel, yes, both of them, you know, um, my rider dies there. And so, um, she said, you know, you always said when you were younger that you was going to be rich. Cause I stepped up in that house and said, look, you want to go to Walgreens? Okay. Well, we can get you a jet to go to Walgreens. You know, you know what I'm saying? We're going to get you a jet. And daddy, you want to go where? Oh, well, we're going to get you a private job. We're going we're gonna to black and chrome that thing out. You feel me? We're going we're gonna to do all that. And you want to go to where? South Park Mall? Okay. Well, we're going to get you a jet for that. Because, look, you know, like, I've always dreamed big when I was a little girl. Like, I've always said what I, who I was going to be. I've always had spoke that manifestation inside of myself. Um... And I always put that into the universe as I was a little girl. I said, I'm going to be on TV. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to be really, really wealthy. You know, I'll be able to bless those that, you know, that, that I can, can be a blessing, um, to others, you know, things like that. You know, I have, you know, and I still have those plans and I'm still going to do, it. and I am doing those things, you know, you have to speak it inside of yourself. And so I've always said that when I was younger, like it was, it look, I've always said that I was going to be wealthy and I will bring my family on. So, you know, my family that do makeup and that do hair. I told that I said that I was like, I'm bringing my family on, but life wasn't easy. So, um, life wasn't easy. I, as we, you know, most of us have went through a different difficult path but our paths were are pretty different and we're pretty different and so growing up 
Um, we were kind of treated differently. I will say that my dad and my mom made sure that we had the best. Even when we didn't have it all at that time, you know, they still made sure they, you know, have a roof over our heads and things like that. And, you know, we work with what we had. And that's what made us family. Um, and like I said, I'm giving a disclaimer. I'm not putting anyone out there to, um, and it's not a secret, but I'm not putting anyone out there to bash them or nothing. I'm speaking my truth. Um, they did the best that they could. And my mother and my father, you know, you know, sometimes people have to separate, you know, they, they had to get a divorce and things like that, which I stayed with my father. And so I have two brothers, Nick, Nick and Don, Don, what up or whatever. And if y'all like good music, go check my little brother out. It is Indigo Joe, I-N-D-I-G-O underscore J-O, the most prolific. You hear me? He's like another Pac when it comes to the, uh, another Q-tip when it comes to the music industry. Can't nobody touch my little brother lyrically. And the person that's behind all of the, you know, the beats and, you know, whatever, how they do it up in the studio is my brother. Um, but he's barely on social media, but his name is Nicholas Long. So y'all can go check him out as well. Um, and go check out my little brother's music. But, you know, I, I was raised around boys. I was the only girl. And my mother made sure, or she tried to make sure, that I was girly girl as I could be. Because my mom is very prissy. But I didn't want that. The only girly girl thing that I did, that I did do was chili. And I did that all the way up to high school. But as far as that, I ran track, basketball, volleyball, you name it, I did it. Um, except for soccer. I didn't do soccer nor swimming nor I didn't do golf. Anyway, um, so um, after that, you know, my mother and I, we had like a, sh- like our relationship was strained. I couldn't understand why it was strained. So in results to that, you know, I that's where um, I was like, you know, what in the world? But I do know when they were together, um, I will say this, and this is not to everyone, all right? This is just to certain things that happen, you know. My father started pastoring. He started pastoring um, his church, and they were very mean to us, all right? They were very mean to us, and I never understood why. I couldn't understand, and I didn't know why, but they were very mean to us, and they treated us like we didn't belong. And I never forget when we first came to church, I was like six years old, six, seven years old. And this girl, we cool though. Now we're cool. But um, she clotheslined me. And I will say, because I'm not afraid to say when I've taken the L, but that was the first and last L that I have taken in my life. She clotheslined me. And I got up and I had this piece of cake in my hand and I smashed it in her face. Now, did we continue to brawl after that? I don't know. But I do know that she clotheslined me, and she almost knocked my throat out, all right? So, um, and then after that, people, you know, they really, they, and I'm not saying all of them. It was just some people, they, and y'all have to realize when someone, a man or a woman goes into ministry, that becomes their family as well. So, as a kid, I'm like, this is not how family treat each other, like, you know what I'm saying? Y'all y'all, y'all really don't look... And if y'all do look out for us, it's an attitude when y'all have to look out for us. So I just much rather not even deal with y'all anyway, you know? And as I grew older, that's where... Um, and I and now I understood 
Um, and I understand what my mom was saying um, or how she felt. She really didn't go into too much detail because she didn't want to be negative about it. But she was like, you'll understand as you get older. And now I see because I used to walk with my father as an armor bear, you know, and I started to see things like I'm talking about people talking behind your back. They're smiling your face. I'm stabbing you. They get try to get close to your family just to j- just to get um, just to get whatever they could get and run with it. Um, my dad has a heart of gold. Like when I say he has a heart of gold, is anybody is any man perfect? No. But one thing God looks at is the heart, and my father has a heart of gold. I will say that he loved everyone with the love of God. Like that that's just my father. And I always used to be like, Man, what you doing all that for? You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, my dad was like, you know, you must you, you gotta let people hang themselves. I like, nah, I'd rather hang them first and move on, you know. But he has a heart of gold, you know, and I never understood why, but now I understand why he did what he did. So, um, you know, we was always in church 24-7, like, uh, you know, whatever, you know, seeing demons getting cast out, which that did not scare me at all. The only thing that scared, I will, somebody asked me the other day, like, what scared you most about church? I would say the church people, because they... They always have these masks on. And then I will say, full gospel used to scare me. Now, I'm not bashful. They used to scare me. It was just always something about full gospel that was real spooky to me. And I really didn't care to go. The only reason why I cared to go was because, guess what? We got in the pool and we got together with our friends from Chicago. Shout out to the Charters family um, from uh, uh, Florida. Shout out to the Triplet family. You know, the the Gibson family. Like, we all used to get together and just go to the pool and knock on people's door and make them mad and things like that. That's what I went for. But as far as that, it was all a circus. It was all a game, you know. And let's, let's, be, let's be very clear. And I'm not bashing the church. I, that's not what I'm doing. But I, I'm keeping it a buck. I See, I'm more spiritual than religious because I can talk to God how I'm talking to y'all now. When you become religious, it's like an occult. I may ruffle little feathers, but oh well. It's an occult. So you have to do things a certain way. You have to... I never forget in full gospel, nobody had an ugly wife. Like They they used to put people together in full gospel. Like, I'm not crazy. I'm not stupid. This is what they used to do, and they're still doing it now. They're putting people together to make fit. But what these churches are doing now is that they're... And church has been a business let me let me say that church has been a business but what they are doing now is that y'all people are leading sheep astray and y'all not telling the truth y'all not telling the truth about nothing one thing i respect about my father is he spoke his truth you know i was at he said he, he was an ex-drug dealer ex-drug user you know chief of all sins he kept that a buck you know but now these preachers they're trying to be all deep and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, nah, I ain't here for it. I ain't rocking with it, you know? My brothers never rock with it anyway. So, um, so yeah, that, that was that. And so that's where anger, um, start to come because I'm like, y'all, you guys are really mean to me. You know, you really mean to my mom. You really mean to my father. This is when I was a kid. I looked at everything. Y'all really didn't care. And then when we travel with our, um, when we travel out of state or, you know, with our with my dad or things like that we watched 
how they treated the man of God. And I don't know if it was an act or not. I can't tell you. But what I do know is that they treated the family like gold. We didn't get treated like that. We did not get treated like that for whatever reason. I don't know to this day. I mean, you know, jealousy and envy. I get that. So, but uh, my mom says, you get older, you understand, you know. And so that that's where all the anger came from. I feel like I couldn't trust nobody because that's, uh, you know, other than my, you know, my family, my blood family. You know, this is like our... Our, our other family, the church family, and y'all treat us like trash, like garbage, straight garbage. And so that's, like I said, that's why all the anger conjured up. And I'm like, you know what, as I got older, I didn't care about what anybody had to say. I was on the praise team, but I didn't care because I still smoked my weed. And I used to come to church high all the time because who going to check me, boo? And that's exactly how I felt. Ain't nobody going to check me. I said what I need to say. I'll fight you outside the church. You know, that that was that was just my demeanor because I was I was angry. And not only that, that's when all the, the separation and things came about. Like as I got older, like in my teens, that's when separation from my parents came apart. And I was crying out for help. Because when you're in the church, they they you have to sweep everything under the rug. You feel like you can't talk to anybody because as soon as you tell somebody all your business getting out. Like, you just can't talk to a woman. And I carried that out from the church into my real life. And so, I was mean. I was angry. Now, don't get it twisted. People, you know what I'm saying? They, people are who they are. So, um, I won't fully say that it was me. But I will take credit for my actions. But, um, you know, going to school and... Things like that and getting kicked out of school, getting kicked out of CMS, period. You're like fighting all the time. I was great in sports. Like I could have gone to school for a scholarship for track. But, I mean, I couldn't, you know, I was crying out for help, y'all. Y'all don't even understand. And I was in a dark place in my life. I popped pills. I've gone to jail. By the way, the whole jail thing... If y'all don't know the slammer, the people that had like drug charges and stuff was in the back. Let's let's keep it a buck. If you're in North Carolina, you know that the people that had marijuana was or any type of drugs that was a misdemeanor were in the back. And the people that was on the front page, where are the people they were looking for who's on the run out kind of stuff? Guess who's on the front page? This girl was on the front page. I'm like, what the hell? Y'all put like y'all like I murdered somebody, you know, but that's because of who I was. So growing up as a preacher's kid, like you know, it's I mean, I really didn't care what anyone thought. I mean, to be honest with you, I was just crying out for help because I was hurt. And I was long I was like longing, yearning for someone to really care about me and care about us. This is when I was young, you know. So growing, you know, I went to school, got kicked out of school for fighting and all that kind of stuff. Whatever, whatever, whatever. I ran with the niggas. I will say that. I ran with the niggas, um, and I thought I was a nigga. I at that present time. My I never forget my brother, he used to make us uh he used to make Donda and I play football against each other, and he used to make us fight each other before school. It wasn't every day, but you know, he was, you, I guess you would say that he was training me up. And so, 
I guess everybody thought that we were, that we were better than them, and that wasn't even the case. So I was just trying to show who I really, who I thought I really was at that time. And so, um, it was it was it was a lot going on. Like when I tell you a lot going on, um, to the point I was so bitter. I I didn't want to deal with anybody. You know, anyone that did something, they can get it. That that was my motto. Anybody can get it. Um, and like I said, there was plenty of times where I strayed away from church. And I did my own thing. Like I said, I popped pills. I smoked weed. I mean, I still do a little bit, but not as heavy as I used to do it. Because I'm, I'm, I'm getting more in tune with myself. I'm getting more in tune with myself. Um, I've been on some big platforms. I have. Um, but God wouldn't let me get as far just yet because of my attitude and because I, I couldn't keep my head on. Like, I couldn't. Because I would have messed up some great opportunities. Like, I've been in plays with um, Tommy Ford from Martin. Shout out to him and rest in peace. Um, I played a blind girl. It was called the Black of the Berry Sweetie Juice. Um, Black of the Berry Sweetie Juice. And then I played a blind girl, Vanessa Bell, Vanessa Bell Armstrong. Shout out to her. She was in it as well. And then... Um, then... We had, um, I did another play called A Woman. I've done so many plays, but these are plays that, like, really stuck with me. And so, like, A Woman Touched Me um, with the crew. I mean, anybody that know who I was, I was Savola Blackwell. Savola Blackwell was a, a drunk hairdresser that just didn't care. But, see, I could, I could get along. I could, that character, I could... Some of the characters, let me say that, because I ain't going to tell all the characters, but some of the character of Savola Blackwell, I I could play, I played her so well, because this lady was a drunk and she was so angry and all that kind of stuff, and I'm like, hey, I can play this part, you know, and I played the fool out of it, you know, so shout out to, um, shout out, oh, I'm mad, I forgot that name. Don't kill me if you hear this, please. But you know who you are. Shout out to you for writing that, um, for writing that play and for writing that, uh, the book that you have. A woman touched me. Um. So yeah, no, I, I've done a lot of modeling. I've been in videos like you know, uh, De Niro Farrar. I've been in that video. I've been in Little Chucky's video and things. I even been in my little brother's video and things like that. I used to model. I used to like I did a lot, but because I was just so focused on the negativity that was going on in my life, I just couldn't like. I didn't get far at all. I'm being honest. Like, you know, um, I was on a TV, the TV show Principal's Office. Now, see, anyways, if y'all want to look that up, it's on YouTube. It's called, I think, Passionate About Music or something like that. Something. And then the TV um, show that my father created, The Sister Wives. You know, I was like a, it was like a quick little shot of me, you know, but I was there. Um, I was there, and I was there appointed. But what I am saying is that um, I've had a lot of opportunities to fall on my lap, but because I allowed the negativity that was going on with inside of me and how I let others dictate my life 
is why I miss so many opportunities. And like I said, God has a way of detouring me because he did like to make me strong because I had to grow up pretty fast, you know. And um, and so he, I'm t- like I said, I'm 28 now. And at this appointed time, like I had to do I had to dig deep down inside of myself, excuse me, and deal with Chanel. Um, and so there, it took a while. It, it's, and it's, I'm still doing it, all right? So it's taken a while. Like, I'm, I'm still dealing. And as me talking to you is very therapeutic. So, I mean, I'm releasing all of that negative energy um, and whatever is inside of me and believing who God said who I was and, you know, what was prophesied, has been prophesied. It's been the same prophecies. Not even people that was in the church, though. I'm talking about, like, Mr. Chusdale, the bus driver that I used to have. I was, I used to touch down the calls hell every day at school and on the bus. And he said, you know, um, you need to stop all that, but you know that you're going to be a TV star, a movie star, you know, things like that. He was like, you know, just get your head in the game. And this is when I was in middle school and I had other people to, you know, talk to me. And so, you know, like I was, like I said, I was kicked out of school and all that kind of stuff. And I graduated from Central Piedmont Community College and I passed with flying colors. Then I proceeded to continue to take college courses at Central Piedmont. Well, I fell off again. And that's because I fell into this deep depression. I felt like no one got me. I felt like I couldn't talk to anyone. I felt like I was just all alone. Um, all alone, y'all. Like, seriously. Because the series of events, like in the black community, we're taught we can't say anything. Because if we say anything, um, it's gonna make it, it, A, it's going to make you look stupid. Or B, no one really cares. And that's what we was taught. So... Even though I was that person, the black sheep, that, you know, I call something out in a minute and I didn't care what nobody had to say. I still had that emptiness inside of me because I wanted my mommy. I wanted all of that, you know. And so I had to deal with myself and heal and ask God to heal me so I could talk to my mother. Because at first, I'm going to be honest with you, I couldn't stand my mom. And that's just point blank, period. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't stand her because I was so angry that she she left, you know, that she she wasn't there for me as a as a as her daughter, so I had to figure out ways. My father taught me the best he could um, as how a man sees a woman, you know, and things like that. But I needed my mommy because I'm 28 years old, and then I see her, you know, all these daughters with their moms and all that kind of stuff, and they're, they're going to do things. I beyond I didn't have that, and I really couldn't fully blame her. So I had to find somewhere deep in my heart to forgive my mama, and we had that talk. And now me, my mom and I, you know, of course we still bump heads. Of course we do, but I mean our relationship is better as it, you know as it was back then because she was dealing with things on her own that she felt like she couldn't talk about to anyone because she felt like no one could hear her or nobody no one would listen to her you know my father did the best that he could shout out to him and shout out to my moms too but um so as I'm, I'm walking on this journey and I'm dealing with I'm dealing with myself because and it's going great. And 
I can no longer blame it on church. I mean, church hurt, that is true. All right? Church hurt is true. Because in the position that I was in, what my brothers and I were in, that was a totally different ball game. Like, you're sitting in the pews, we're actually in it. You know, so no one fully understand what we had to go through. But I'm dealing with myself and releasing that pain, that hurt, and that negativity and things like that because I got to get where to where God has promised me and where who I know who I that I am. And I have to forgive myself. I have to forgive others. And I also, and I have, I did my rounds, and I also have to ask people to forgive me as well because I know that I was toxic at one point in time because I was hurt. I I was hurt. And so um that in life has really showed me like you can't get anywhere with a negative mind. You can't you know, like, you can't get anywhere with a negative mind. You can't get anywhere thinking that woe is me all the time. Now you have the opportunity, and I have the opportunity, and I'm doing it now to change my circumstances, change, to change, excuse me, your circumstances. You know, nobody's better than anyone else. You know, and a lot people deal with hurt. So people differently. People deal with hurt differently. So whether they drink, smoke, y'all gotta let these people be, man. Yep, you really do. You just have to be there for them. Because again, like I said, I had no one really there for, we had no one really there for us. So you have to be there for those people, whether it's drinking, smoking, you know, lashing out, um, because there's always three sides to the story, your side, their side, and God's side. There's not always one side, two sides to a story. And so you have to listen to people. And parents, talk to your kids, please. Anybody, talk to your friends, talk to them, because you don't know what they're dealing with inside. And as a black community, we're taught to not say anything. And if we go see a shrink, oh, man, you're going to see a shrink, bro. Ain't nobody about to know about my business. And then that's when mental health comes in, you know. Um, and I bet you when you start releasing that stuff, your skin becomes more clear. You know, you talk to God daily. You know, you write down your goals. You do all of that. You know, whatever business idea that you have, go for it with that. Because working a nine to five, I'm going to tell you all this, working a nine to five, when, when I'm not working, I'm talking about working a nine, getting off at 530, I'm not focused on my dreams. I'm tired. I'm coming home, I'm cleaning, I'm cooking. And I'm going to bed. I'm not thinking about my dreams. So it's time for everyone to start building. I'm talking about building emotionally, spiritually, um, um, emotionally, spiritually, and, you know, everything else you want to build up, where it's, it's positivity in your mind, body, and soul, whether you have to meditate, you know, still speak your peace and keep it brief. You know what I'm saying? Like, do that. Because once I started doing it I started moving different you know I know who my circle is but let's not forget where you want to get to where you gotta go you're gonna start adding more people like it may be your business circle you know but you never know who you're encounter with so you have to deal with those demons you have to fight those demons you know you have to recognize your faults you have to do that and you have to cleanse yourself um 
And so with that, it's really helping me get to where I need to get to and where I'm destined to be. Um, And I always say that I am. So I am this. I am that. I am whatever. Um, I am prosperous. I am blessed. I learned that from my boyfriend. You know, even my aunt and my father. Like, they, somebody called them or they see somebody. Yeah, hey, how you doing? How are you? And I said, I'm blessed. Like, you have to speak that into the universe. You have to put that in the air. Because this is your manifestations. So I know who I'm called to be. I know what I'm called to do. Um, now, will I let everyone know every move that I'm making? No, because sometimes you need to keep that to yourself. But you have to um, speak those manifestations and those proclamations in your life. So, I mean, I hope this has helped. And, you know, if you're a pastor's child, you're a pastor's kid, I will say this and I may, you know, get in trouble. If someone had, if your mother or your father and you're old enough, and I'm talking to if you're old enough, if you're old and, um, if your mother, your father, and this is not what, this is not what you like to do, and people in the church will say, well, you gotta do this because of your father, your mother, no, I don't have to do anything, I'm gonna be completely honest, my grandmother always told me, that you go to church, you pay your tithes, and you go home, don't get tied up and all that kind of stuff. And anyone that knows my grandmother, she will go home, pay her tithes, get people kisses on the cheek, and go home. You know what I'm saying? So don't ever feel like you're obligated to do something because of who your who your parents are or who your aunt is or whoever it is, your grandfather. Don't feel, unless God has called you to do it, don't feel obligated to get up there in nobody's pulpit. Don't feel obligated to sit on somebody's drums. Don't feel obligated to do any of that. You know what I'm saying? We can reach the world. You you can reach the world. You don't only have to reach people on the four uh in, inside the church, the four walls of the church. You don't have to reach them. I know some people right now that's only taking bits and people pieces of the Bible and they are mentally, you know, not there, but and I, you know, and, and I mean, they, they're still cool with me, but at the end of the day, like, you can't just talk to the four walls of the church because you go out here in the hood, you try to talk that they're going to either run you off or they're going to square up with you or they're going to buy the same Bible that you have in your hand, the same Bible they're going to take out your hand and throw it at you. I'm talking about whoop, whoop up on side, upside your head. Like, that's just point blank, period. They don't want to hear that. The world needs us, you know? Jesus, if you read the Bible, and I mean, I, I I really didn't read the Bible like that, but I do know as a fact that Jesus never had a church, but he hung around the whoremongers. He hung around everyone else. But at the end of the day, they knew who he was. So they knew respect, and they listened to what he had to say. And in a matter of time, people started to change. They were like, hey, you know, this, 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 this isn't bad at all. You know what I'm saying? Because... He was amongst them, but he never judged them. And I've never judged people. I'm going to be honest with you. I let people be who they are. But the greatest commandment that God wanted us to do is love. That's just point blank, period. And I'm still learning that. All right? So that's what I really had to talk about. I mean, watch and see 
pretty soon, y'all, I am going to be where I say what I said when I was four or five years old and what has been spoken to my life. So you're listening to a, a multimillionaire and you're listening to um, somebody that's going to be on um, on the viewing. You're listening to somebody that's going to, you know, have her own business and you're listening to someone who is is very successful. I'm not saying who is going to be, who is very successful in everything that she does. And you're going to listen, you, you are listening to a very motiva- motivational speaker. And you're listening to someone who's going to help some um, some people get out of what they are going through because of my testimony. And you are listening to someone who's going to help the world and travel the world Um with her gifts and passions and you are listening to someone that has that positive energy that she really wanted you know so you're you're listening to that person so just you know and you're listening to that person who's gonna have a star on hollywood boulevard you know what i'm saying because of my acting you feel me you're listening to that person so you have to have that proclamation I'm working towards it now. You you all listen to that person that that has that fitness about her because let's be completely honest. I let myself go because I was so depressed. All right, I was in a depressed state. I let myself go. But guess what? I'm getting her back together. That midsection that I have. But no seriously, y'all. Forgive yourself, forgive others. This is a new day. Matter of fact, this is a new beginning. It's February 1st. All right, number one, new beginning. You know, let all that let all that hurt go, man. If you got to cry, meditate, whatever, while you meditate and cry, whatever you got to do, let the hurt go and proceed and go forward with your business or what God has ever, what, what he has placed inside of you. Go forward. It can't nobody stop you. I again my name is Lamaria Chanel. Um Lamaria Long, whatever you want to call me. Everybody that knows my saying, it is speak your peace and keep it brief. Um and whatever you want to hear um me talk about, I'm coming back with more segments. Alright. I'm coming back with more segments. And it's just gonna be specifically about those segments. Cause I'm not gonna be all over the place like I was today. But like I said, speak your peace and keep it brief. Know that God is your help. And keep moving forward with your passion. Deal with yourself. Regurgitate that. I'm talking about spiritually. And not, you know, regurgitate all that negativity. And keep it rolling. All right, I love y'all. Peace and blessings. Hollers.